So how is Russia's offensive going? Well, it doesn't seem to be doing much. And is that good news for Ukraine or is Russia just getting started? I'm Paul, U.S. Army combat veteran. It's February 10th, 2023. This is your daily Ukraine update. Let's get into it. Okay, first, let's look at the control map. The only change has been this tiny shift outside of Hiryankiva. That's that's it. And uh, you can see it totals probably about, oh, looking like a, a, about less than 300 meters from the furthest point to the top. Um you can see critically it's on the right bank of the Oskil. Uh, I really would expect and almost assume that the Oskil is going to be um, a natural barrier. And if I were Ukraine in the face of this offense, um, I would try to make the journey to the Oskil as painful and casualty producing as humanly possible for Russia. Um to again, like we've talked about, draw out their forces. Uh, and then I would just not let them cross the Oskil and just let them burn themselves out trying to do so. Uh, certainly, I, th I think that's not a <laughs> that's the strategy that I would recommend. Obviously, um, I'm not party to the uh, force dispositions of the Russians, uh, but there's a lot of constraints that both sides are under. Uh, when we look to the south, you guys can see these areas here, large amounts of Russian forces have been allocated here, but there's just not a lot of sign of progress. There also isn't really much progress to be seen in and around Bakhmut. Just this tiny little, I mean, repositioning of in some empty fields, probably just errors of geolocating and refining. Um, really, it's hard to emphasize just how little progress uh, we're seeing relative to what might be expected for the start of a major offensive. When we look over to the combat map, you can see that indeed this offensive is underway um, across all fronts. Uh, you can see Russian forces, well, not attacking Volodar, but trying it looks like to encircle Volodar and create this salient here. Um, actually, we are going to, I can't show it here, but there is a lot of viral videos of the combat outside Volodar, and I think they're pretty illustrative of what combat here in this off offensive is going to look like. Um, I can't break those down here on YouTube. I break them all down on the Patreon. In fact, we do it every week, um, and it gives us a lot of cool insights into combat. Um, plus, it's a chance to look at, you know, the the wild combat helmet cam POV drone footage that we can't see otherwise. Um, and so if you want to support the channel, that link is in the description. Um, we're literally the new video drops today. Uh, but you can see here, right, they're continuing to push outside of Donetsk City, trying to gain uh, more and more territory in Circle Adivka. This is just what's crazy to me is just how predictable Russian forces have become. Uh, you could see them trying to continue their efforts to encircle or drive Russian forces out of Krasnohorda. Sort of surprised, again, that Krasnohorda hasn't been withdrawn, but there may be a, a steady withdrawal occurring, right? You can see literally Russian forces are in the city. So it may be a case of just uh, they're conducting a controlled a, a withdrawal wall in contact, um, which is a really delicate operation and requires really good leadership at every level to maintain your contact with the enemy, right? Because you can't be in a fight with the enemy and then you turn around and leave, giving your back 
to your opponent, right? You need to have some forces retreat, some forces remain in contact, right? And then when you break contact, you have to have other forces waiting to receive the enemy. It's it's a really delicate operation, and you you can't rush it. Um, so you know you, I, that may be what's happening here. This may this all be a systematic withdrawal from Krasnohorda uh, into into Bakhmut or along this Mo3 highway. But the pressure is ramping up on Bakhmut um, proper, and of course you could see. Russian forces continuing to push into this uh, somewhat empty territory near Sako Vanzetti. But here's where things get weird. You can see here the Kremina line, the exact place where I predicted their offensive would take place. Looks like it is popping off, uh, moving towards Lyman. Uh, and then to the north near Savote, you can see Russian forces also launching attacks here. Uh, this is interesting because you can see it involves them pushing out across no man's land and it shouldn't come as a shock that this doesn't look like there's much territory change happening here uh because this is not this is not an easy place uh to have to pass large numbers of armored vehicles uh even further to the north you can see the only place they have really achieved some level of success has been out here um and you can see why right it doesn't involve this is the only offensive that doesn't involve crossing uh, large open areas. It looks like they, Russian forces are actually able to fight inside this, um, looks like a nature preserve uh, with trails and such. And so this can be uh, more, it can be harder to dislodge forces from this more favorable terrain. So I think their goal was to rush across here and get some sort of, of dug in entrenched positions here. And, while it's slower going, certainly, um, it would give them the opportunity to continue their offensive efforts into uh, Devorichna. And as discussed, keeping the Russians on the right bank of the Askil is probably a pretty significant priority for Ukrainian forces. So this may prove a pretty delicate place um, and difficult place for Ukrainian forces to maintain their defensive simply because they don't have the defense in depth that they would otherwise need to achieve their objectives. Um, when we look over to Warmapper, uh, Warmapper is actually reporting uh, minimal changes, uh, no confirmed changes to Bachman, no confirmed changes to the overall tactical situation. He has some interesting stuff, close-ups of trench lines near North Bachman. Uh, you can see here rail line bridges, uh, some satellite geolocated trench networks. Uh, fascinating to see these trenches dug in around uh how how these have been you know dug in in different positions really interesting stuff you can see here satellite photos depicting these trench networks which are just very interesting for a host of reasons um you can see they do they look fairly well made they have these zigs and zags um that you would expect but it's a really really interesting illustration of just how aggressive the um trench warfare has become remember these are this is <coughs> bachman's relatively a fast-breaking um combat theater <coughs> sorry theater's too generous battlefield and when we look we can see that uh they've already entrenched quite a bit they've really established some robust trench lines okay so this was the eo3 uh rail line 
So I'm trying to see where that is here. I can't tell if this is from the south or the north. See, this is why when you do some of these maps, you, you have to orient people. You have to have a, a an arrow that points north because like E40 uh, pollution inspection station. Uh, this is this is just hard to discern. Um, E40 E40 is it up here? Yeah, this is hard. Yeah, I literally have no idea. This may be MO like a different name for MO3, um, but it says it's a rail line. So I don't know. Maybe it's Krasnohora, and I'm confused somehow. Like, maybe it's this. But you guys see. No, it's not. A oh, it says rail bridges. Anyway, the point is, there's a lot going on everywhere. Anyway, that's all I had, guys. As always, do check out the Patreon. New video, I'm going to literally record it right after this. Um, so it should be pretty wild. Uh, hope you join us. Thanks so much to our Colonel tier patrons, Thomas McLeod and Robert Colburn, as well as our Lieutenant tier patrons. You guys are the ones who make this whole thing possible. I appreciate you so much, and I will see you guys in the next one.